Some celebrate us. Some vote against us. Some wish we didn't exist. We've been a controversy. We've been scapegoats. We have been survivors. But like it or not, diversity is ever-present. Resist hatred with us right now on Queer View. Talking We're now. Talk. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Fine. Fine. Start everything. Damn it. Let's go. Welcome back. We're so glad you're choosing to spend your time with us today on Queer View, where we talk about LGBTQIA plus lives and relationships. I'm Hayden, and my co-host is none other than my stunning wife of 11 years this month, Kate. Today is October 18th, 2018. And look, podcasting is not our day job. We're doing this because we love it, and we love our community so much. We would greatly appreciate it if you take just a couple of minutes after you listen today and rate the show on whatever platform you're using, or let us know what you want to hear more about. Our main topic today is going to be all about bodies, more specifically about body positivity, which is something many of us strive toward and struggle with. We're going to chat with our friend Molly about how messages about our bodies can affect us in a lasting way, but we're also going to have some fun. So make yourself at home and let's hang out for a bit. It is almost the best time of year. Almost, just uh, what, one or two weeks away? Yes, I can hardly wait. We are talking about Halloween, of course. Um, We've got some pretty big plans for Halloween. Um, We're going to go out to a local attraction where there are some Halloween inflatables, hay rides, spook houses, and all that good stuff. But our favorite parts are the ghost stories around the campfire, the fall foods and drinks, Mm -hmm. and of course the area where you uh, throw axes, knives, and shoot bow and arrows at targets. Yeah, we love going out there. It's really a great little spot, and it's kind of romantic, actually. In a way, yeah. Yeah. What are some of your favorite costumes that you've worn in the past? (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um, One of my favorites is last year. Mm -hmm. Um, I made myself. I was a pun, a deviled egg. (laughs) <laughs> yes, the DIY costumes are often some of the best. You get a little creative. Halloween was always a big deal for our mm-hmm. family. We loved it. And um, I remember at different points, like, uh, I was a rag doll one year. And it sounds weird, but it was it was pretty cute. Like, I had this little outfit on with all kinds of patches on it and stuff. I'll post a picture on Instagram, see if we can come up with it. <laughs> um, one time I was a Smurf. That was pretty cool. I think I was Elvis one year. Um <laughs> And then, oh, I I won a costume contest, like, in middle school. We made this giant papier-mâché bear head, and it was like, I was a beanie baby. So it was like a blue bear face, and then I just wore, like, blue sweats or whatever with it, but everybody raved over it. Pretty cool. So your family was the DIY. Yeah, we did the DIY thing, because, you know, I mean, growing up, I mean, I I wasn't very... um, affluent you know Mm -hmm. so we come from a family with uh limited funds but we (laughs) always made the best of it had a good time we would make like pizza bagels um on halloween night that was like our little tradition that we would do before we'd go out to the events and there was a um there was a local armory that would put on this carnival 
and I still remember how great it was, like just walking in and the smell of the caramel apples and the popcorn. Oh, my favorite. Yes, and going in there and all the carnival games and things that were in there were the coolest things. Mostly when we were kids, we um, went to the what we called the rich neighborhoods. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think everyone does that. <laughs> we tried to find the houses that were giving away the king-size candy bars oh, and all yeah. of that. My brother was ninja three times in a row, and I was various uh, Disney princesses. All right, yeah. So your brother kicked a little too much ass. But he was a different ninja each year. Red, black, blue. I think he was a Power Ranger one time, Ninja Turtles, (laughs) all that kind of stuff. That's pretty funny. I remember, speaking of going to, like, the quote-unquote rich neighborhoods, um, (laughs) when we were kids, my brother was obsessed with anything potato-related. And so um, there was a guy that delivered Lay's potato chips, and that's, of course, what he handed out. So we had to go see the Lay's potato chips man. (laughs) My brother would freak out if we skipped that one. So I think the big thing now is mostly uh, like trunk or treats and stuff. Uh, yeah, it's not the same now. Local organizations put on yeah. um, various um, activities as such, and they decorate the back of their trunks and fill them with candy. And the last few years, me, your mom, and your sister have gone to a few of them and done what they call cakewalks. Oh, yeah. And so um, we get like full-size oh, cakes and pies. I love this time of year. <laughs> I love it. I'm so excited. Every year I look forward to it, and then it's just like it's here and gone, and then I have to wait. I feel like I feel like Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas like are all one. It just yeah. like they all roll into each other. Yeah. And you don't get any time to like. I would really savor each of them. I would definitely be willing to give up Thanksgiving if we could have no, two Halloweens. Absolutely not. Did I just say something real controversial? I think so because Ooh. I have to have sweet potatoes, stuffing, and cranberry sauce. I mean, yeah, but. I guess. I'm just not ready. I'm not ready for it to be over. It's not even here yet, and I'm already like, no, don't go. (laughs) Hopefully everybody that's listening is already well aware that we want to be careful um, not to wear costumes that are culturally appropriative um, or offensive in some manner. Just, you know, be smart about what you pick. Make sure that you're not going to pick something that's offensive to somebody. Just be careful. If you go to choose an outfit for Halloween and you have to think, is this going to offend somebody? You should probably research it yeah. just to be sure. Err on the side of caution for sure. With all that in mind, um, Halloween's our favorite holiday next to Pride. So we're very much looking forward to sharing our costumes. And we would love it if you would tag our podcast page on Instagram so we can see how cool your costumes are and how much fun you all are having. We might even have to share the best ones on our page so that everyone can see how creative you are. Yay! All right, let's get into the main topic. We're joined today uh, by Molly. We're going to talk about body positivity and how the way we learn about body positivity really starts at a very young age when we begin to absorb messages about what our bodies should look like and how how they should function. When I first think about it, I guess, I think about when I was a kid and we would go shopping for school. And we would always like go to little secondhand shops or something and we'd go as a family. So I would see my brother picking out things that I kind of wanted to wear. And so my technique, this is weird thinking back about it now, but my technique to try to be able to dress more masculine, being young and you know pre-transition, is I would pick clothing that would just be like a lot of different plaids or and oftentimes I would find those in like the older ladies section Mm, yeah yeah um just going for like a little Jonathan Taylor Thomas type vibe yeah 
Yeah. I wore my grandma's hand-me-downs. No shame in that game. Right? Okay. Absolutely. My grandma's <sighs> pants. My grandma's blazers. I had brooches. My grandma's uh, turtlenecks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a thing. And so <laughs> when I would pick this stuff out, my, my mom would tell me a lot of things about myself that I maybe was a little bit aware of, but I was still so young. I think to me, I just like, I felt like myself and I just felt normal, you know? Until she would start making the comments like, you know, no, you look like you're not dressing your age or you look like a boy, but said in such a way like I'm not a boy and I'm weird for looking like a boy. And so I think that's like around maybe eight or nine is when I first started to like internalize the like, oh, I'm different and it's apparently not okay. Hmm. And so I think that's something that stuck with me for a really long time and I really didn't even give myself full permission to... Um, just begin embracing my body and my sort of style until I was married. So what were kind of some of your experiences? Like if you think back on um, when you first started to learn messages about your body and uh, what the world thinks about your body. I just come from a family that um, we always said we were big boned women. Mm -hmm. Um, All the women in my family were really a lot of the men would always, you know, tease us for being overweight, but they were also overweight, so to say. But it was okay because mm-hmm. they were men. But the women, it was, they were much harder on us. It's so just like different set of standards. I just, yeah, from a very young age, I was always sort of a, you know, I was always the heavier kid in class or heavier girl in class. Mm-hmm. So I've heard um, people say similar things like, that you know their parents told them like you can't have a snack today because yeah. you're you're getting a little heavy and you know it's crazy to think that people do talk to their kids like that but I mean we see it from time to time and I guess people don't realize how much um, kids are aware of those messages and like the meaning behind those like they hear you say there's something wrong with you. Kate um, mm-hmm. what was it like when you went from like a fat kid to like a like a fat woman? Was it different? Like, um, I did just you feel learned... like, did you, like, embrace your curves more? Yeah, I was going to say, I just oh, learned yeah. to embrace it. Like, I mean, there's times when you look in the mirror and you you wish you could be a little thinner or whatever, but then you start to think, like, that's just what society wants you to think. Mm-hmm. There's no shame in being the way that you are. You know, just like I, um, I'm on a bunch of different groups on Facebook and Instagram that have given me a lot of positivity. Um just that it's okay to be overweight um and for some people they like that well sure I was gonna say like we had that in common because I also learned to embrace your curves (laughs) and it was great for me so definitely no complaints here um the flame is alive it is it just like I absolutely hate when I hear people say like oh leggings aren't for big girls hell I wear leggings every day I don't care. Yeah, don't let people, you know. Or they'll say, oh, crop tops. That girl shouldn't wear that crop top. Yes, she should. It's just like that with everything. You know, just like, and this is sort of unrelated, but I think people just are out to criticize others. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, the season comes around, and you, what do you hear when pumpkin spice comes out? Everybody's like, oh, all the basic bitches and their pumpkin spice. And it's like, just let people live, man. And I apparently am a basic bitch because I love pumpkin spice. So <laughs> yeah. you're talking about me, and I'm offended. I'm offended. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, I say just like live and let live. But I mean, I also admit that like sometimes um, I don't think that like as much as I say we should have body positivity, sometimes I don't always walk that walk for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I look at others, I see the beauty in other people. You know, if I'm talking to anybody, I'm I'm noticing whatever beautiful qualities you have, I'm picking up on them. And that's all that matters, really. But yeah, I mean, I that's your know, internalized that's misogyny and your internalized homophobia and your internalized, you know, for sure, self critic that you that you know that's the first. I don't know someone I don't know who said um, the first thought you have is what you are um, conditioned to respond. Right, and the and second, the second is one is who, who you are. So yeah. like. Is that first mean thing you think you're like no, and then the second thing you know you can really do that you can't. I mean you got to unlearn those behaviors every day with others and yourself, and you'll slip up and you'll be like oh no you know I did that yeah. We all watched Nanette, yeah um, on Netflix right, Mm -hmm. and uh, it wasn't until watching that that I really picked up on like wow there's so many similarities in the ways that like. I did learn to sort of tear myself down before other people could get to me. Yeah. Um, You're like your meanest. You're like, I am my own biggest bully. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And lately I keep, I keep telling Kate, I'm like, I'm trying so hard to get out of my own way. I really am. Um, And you know, it's, it just depends on the day. There are days where like, um, you know, I'll have, I'll try on five shirts before I leave the house Mm -hmm. and I'll think, you know, you can see my chest too much in all of these shirts and when I leave the house, like I'll just be in sort of a mood. I just don't feel comfortable with myself. And so um, I realize there's like some level where, you know, dysphoria plays a role. Um, but then I start to kind of question it as much as I can. And I'll kind of go like, where do these feelings come from? What is it really mm-hmm. about? What's underneath just the feeling that people can notice your chest? Like, why is that a problem? And what it all boils down to is that I was taught as a child what a man's body looks like Mm -hmm. and I internalize that and whether I'm meaning to or not on some level I'm still throwing that at myself all the time Mm -hmm. Um, you know it's not to say that I don't desire some changes to my body but I think that it becomes toxic when I just continuously poison myself with it yeah I mean that dysphoria is is real I may have a similar you know experience you know when I I have had the trying on five different shirts days oh, and then yeah. having to put five different shirts back up on hangers For which sure. is awful and you're like i look like i am wearing a potato sack with a v-neck but i have to go to work right the hell now yes. <laughs> so yes. i'm walking out the door <laughs> but um yeah and what's funny is it's usually not your body and it's usually not your shirt <laughs> you gotta figure out what yes. that is like do you have a hangnail on your toe like <laughs> do you not drink really enough water you? do you have a hangover what is your deal it's probably not the shirts yeah. but then also sometimes i just want to get rid of every single thing that i own and maybe yeah. that's part of <laughs> that's yeah. too. sometimes it can yeah. be something like just a, a new article of clothing yeah be like yeah. i'm getting a new shirt because yeah. i'm gonna burn all the rest of mine if i don't <laughs> Yeah, and then like the next week you're like, oh, I'll try it again, and somehow you try it on, and it's like it didn't look that bad all no, along. No, no, but yeah, yeah, no. I describe my dysphoria as like looking in a funhouse mirror. Sometimes yes. you look in your mirror and you're like, that's not what I look like. So what I do actually is I take pictures of myself and send them to you, okay. and you always tell me you look good. So I don't even believe you, but so I just why? want yes. <laughs> but I'm like, how's this tie, Hayden? 
Oh, it's wow. mostly like, tell me I'm pretty. This is the first I'm hearing of this. <laughs> I do send you pictures of me all yeah. the time. Yeah, but I just thought they were because you're like bragging because you always no. look so great. No, those when are you when I'm feeling me. bad. Oh, I Molly have no has idea. fantastic wow. fashion. Yeah, Thank when Molly's you. feeling bad, apparently they look amazing. So just <laughs> Thank you so much. note to everyone. <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, because, you know, you do have such style. So when you send me those, that's the last thing I'd be I thinking. feel like I have the basic Walmart catalog fashion. Like, we're working on it, Kate. Yeah, you're, you're stepping Good. it up. No, you're... We'll get up to Target in no time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am more or less a lost cause. I have, like, weekend fashion, and then I have work fashion. Shades is... of black shirts. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. All I basically own is just, yeah, different shit. If you open my closet, it's very dark in there. I, I like, every time we go to the store he'll pick up a black shirt and I'm like look at this red shirt or this blue That's shirt whoa, whoa, whoa. or this green shirt once in a while I venture out and I go blue you do navy blue <laughs> I mean it's different though it's okay we'll get some color yeah. pops in there with your accessories you know, actually my favorite is uh, royal purple but I can yeah. never find things in that so if I could I would just wear that all the time yeah but yeah anyway so I think we got a little off topic there but uh <laughs> We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with more discussion. So what are some of the ways other than um, maybe, you know, getting new clothes that we cope with these things and that we get through those moments? What's it like for you all? I've uh, been on these pages oh, um, yeah. on Instagram and Facebook both. Um, just seeing that I'm not alone, that there are other people. Um, women out there just like me mm-hmm. and um, they embrace their body um, some of them even wear beautiful bikinis and crop top shirts and all sorts of things and that just reminds me that um, we don't have to wear things or do things that society tells us to do we do what we want to do for sure yeah and so that helps me that helps me a lot just to see that there are other women out there in my same position who you know yeah. says fuck society i'll do what i want yeah how hard is it to find clothes though can you imagine it's being hard. able to walk into a store and find clothes to fit your body like if yeah. i could walk into a store and find pants it would be amazing oh, I've, yeah. I've been on ebay for three days i have one <laughs> kind of pants that i like and i have an alert on them i've been negotiating <laughs> with someone in australia about some gray wow. corduroys and i think i'm about to win oh my <laughs> no. that's very intense it is very intense but there's one pair of pants that i like and yeah. you know it's really hard so i can't mm-hmm. imagine like the freedom of being able to walk into a store and buy pants like yeah. i have no yeah. idea what that would be like and, and like you know you may wear one side <laughs> in one brand oh yeah but you go and it's the same exact jean it looks like same exact but it's a different brand and they do their size one size smaller or one size larger yeah, it's a lie your whole your body if it makes you feel like your whole and body if there's is a lie. anything i hate yeah. the most is to have to go try stuff on oh i hate it i hate it so then <laughs> i end up with two pairs of jeans that i have to trade off on the weekends mm-hmm. like because that's all I own. Yeah. Or I just have one pair of pants and I'm just praying to God that the crotch doesn't blow out. <laughs> yes. Then I will have zero pairs of pants. Yes. <laughs> They're now coming out with all these plus size brands, but you... You still have to figure out your size in well, that Well, you have to brand. figure out your size yeah. and I hope you make lots and lots of money because I yeah, it does cost can't, more. Co- I can't afford a $65 yeah. pair of pants. I mean, I just... Yeah. Just can't. No, yeah, like I found suits one time, um, just like regular work suits, not like tuxes or anything, but um, that were for measurements for our bodies more like mine. 
and they were insane. Like there was no way that I could get one. So that mm-hmm. was that was a big bummer. And I thought, you know, that almost sends a worse message. Like you you intend to go out and do a good thing by giving people more options, but then you don't think about the things that keep people from being able to access that. Especially in the trans community. I mean, you guys are already having to save for surgeries that insurance don't cover, for testosterone that insurance doesn't cover. So you can't, it's, you're already saving money for that. Mm -hmm. You can't save money for a suit that fits you just perfectly. You know, it's just, yeah, it's, it's definitely hard insane. to, you know, sometimes you feel like you're you're making the choice between sort of living your day-to-day life or saving up for the life that you want to have. Mm-hmm. All right, so Molly, what about for you? What is something that you do if you're having a day like that where you're just feeling low um, and not having a lot of body positivity? What helps? Um, I like to either do something that I am good at that doesn't have anything to do with my size <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like um, playing guitar, mm-hmm. like I may have fat fingers, but I know how to find the notes. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's fine. Or knitting, mm-hmm. or you know, loving on my cats. Because you know what? All that mean stuff you say to yourself, you're like I would never tell Rosemary or Nigel that they were too fat or too, you know, ugly or didn't deserve the whole world because they absolutely do. So, yeah. you know, think about just kind of re- reframe your mind. That's what really I cool. would do. Or just, like, go eat ice cream anyway with a friend or something like that. Or just do something with your friends that make you feel better. I especially like, you know, thinking about all the things that, like, your body can do and can do for you. Mm -hmm. That don't have to do with, like, weights or Yeah, whatever it is that's bothering you at that moment. You know, just thinking about the fact that, like, our bodies are hard at work for us every day. So, Mm -hmm. you know, they might not always be in, like, the exact form we imagined that they would be. But, um they're they're doing the best they can Um, yeah it's about yeah it's about practicing self-kindness and you know maybe i'll go to a museum or read or go for a walk or something that you know something nice for myself that's really good practice i hope everybody else is doing that as well Mm -hmm. do you have something body positivity also isn't just about weight though Um, you know people say like oh that's a boy shirt or that's a girl shirt or a men's shirt or a woman's shirt it's you wear you can wear whatever you want whatever you feel positive in what is wrong with looking more masculine one day and more feminine the next and the next day mix matching both right there's nothing wrong with that that's your that's your positivity you are enjoying how you look regardless of what society says for sure and that's kind of why i like this topic as well is because i do feel like um it it affects pretty much everybody from many different walks of life i mean Probably there are people out there who have absorbed um, information about like their level of ability, um, about their race, different things like that, that people say these things, you know, and say that they need to change these things in order to be beautiful. And it's just simply not the case. Well, we know that it's false. And I feel like a lot of times looking outward, we know that these things are false. And then when we go and we turn around and we look back in, that's when we have to be the most careful, like you said earlier, Molly, about you know, quieting that first voice down that is, you know, the voice of those internalized messages. And, you know, make sure that that second voice is present inside yourself to to defend you. Thank you for listening to us, you know, as we explore this subject. I know that there are probably a lot more points that we could make, and we'd love to hear your thoughts on the subject. If you want to reach out to us on our Instagram at Queer View Podcast, um, or if you want to email us at QueerViewPodcast at gmail.com, we'd love to hear from you all.
Up next, Kate's going to give us the events and the words of the week. A few more upcoming events to be aware of in the month of October are Asexual Awareness Week from October 21st through the 27th. If you don't know what being asexual means, stay tuned because this will also be one of our words of the week. Let's support our asexual friends in the community. During Asexual Awareness Week, the goal is to educate about asexual, aromantic, demisexual, gray asexual identities and experiences. Oftentimes, there are many identities in the queer spectrum that go overlooked, and we can help change that by educating ourselves and sharing the info with others. There is also Intersex Awareness Day on October 26th, and no surprise that intersex is one of the words we will also define for you this episode. This day is a day to recall the first demonstration by intersex individuals in the United States. This took place during a major conference hosted by the American Academy of Pediatrics, and while intersex activists and allies were there to educate healthcare professionals, they were escorted out. But we use this day to push for an end to unwanted genital cosmetic surgeries on intersex children and to push for acceptance and increased awareness. There is more information available about these events on the following websites, asexualawarenessweek.com and interactadvocates.org. Let's go into the words of the week. words for this week are asexual, which will also include aromantic and demisexual, and we will also discuss what it means for a person to be intersex. Asexual is a sexual orientation. It means that one experiences a lack of sexual attraction in general. There may be no desire or a very low desire for sexual activity. This, however, does not necessarily mean that an asexual person cannot experience romantic attractions without a sexual component. Aromantic is when a person experiences very little or no romantic connection with others. This does not necessarily mean someone who is aromantic is also asexual. And demisexual refers to individuals who do not experience attractions that are sexual in nature unless they form an emotional connection with someone first. The next identity we are going to describe is called intersex. This means when people are born with genitalia, reproductive organs, or chromosome patterns that don't fit the average binary biological description of either sex. This term can describe a wide range of body types. There are cases where intersex traits can be noticed immediately from birth, and in other cases the traits are not noticed until puberty. Some variations, such as those related to chromosomes, may not ever be physically apparent. We will share the events and the words of the week to our Instagram page, so be on the lookout for that. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Queerview. Next week, we will celebrate 13 years together and 11 years of marriage. We will take a trip down memory lane to things we shared both before and after my transition. We are also excited to have a guest on the show who will share firsthand experience with queer and indigenous identities. You won't want to miss our chat with Lauren. Until then, follow us on Instagram at Queerview Podcasts for more info.